All right. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, this morning. My name is Amy Rudowski, and this is Scott Schweitzer, and this is a special presentation from Clydesdale Media. Um, before we get started with our special guest, I'd like to remind everyone about some special offers from our sponsors. So RX Smart Gear provides world-class jump ropes, grips, and other gear for us all. Use the discount code Clydesdale15 for 15% off your order at rxsmartgear.com. Mobility Movement, MVMNT, is a program that teaches you how to increase your capacity to heal, reduce recovery time, and restore your nervous system to peak health. Everyone gets a seven-day free trial, but our listeners get an additional free month when you use the code Clydesdale Free Month at mobilitymvmnt.com. And C4 Energy, delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 25% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at c4energy.com. And today we have with us Paige Semenza. And Paige, you are heading into your fourth games appearance this year. That, that is right. Yeah. Went once on a team in 2017, and this will be my third year as an individual. So... And I also believe the ninth fittest in North America. As per quarterfinals, yes. As per quarterfinals, yeah. (laughs) Um, But my personal favorite title of yours is that you are an OSU Buckeye alumni. Uh, You played hockey for the Buckeyes. Mm -hmm. And Buckeyes just got a national championship in hockey. Yeah, that is, it's awesome. Like, it was really fun to follow along, me and my mom just kept, you know, looking at their social media feed and stuff. So it's cool to see the changes that they've made there um, to be able to finally bring one home because it's been a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What I'd love to do now is just go back and find out how you got here. So, so where did you grow up and and what kind of sports were you playing growing up and how did you get into hockey? (laughs) So I am from Northeastern Pennsylvania. So I grew up in Pittston. Uh, it's kind of in between Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. So if anybody watches The Office, that's usually like my first go-to. Um, <clears throat> for all of those Office fans, I don't watch The Office. I actually haven't watched The Office. So <laughs> um, don't ask me about it. Uh, so yeah, I, I grew up here. I still live here. Um, I got into hockey at a young age, probably around seven or eight. I used to love going to the ice rink all the time. Like I, if I wasn't home, I was there. If I wasn't at school, I was there. Um, so we had a friend just offer some hand-me-down equipment and I just got really into it right away. Kind of just like CrossFit. Like I drank the Kool-Aid right off the bat. So um, we got into that and I, you know, there wasn't a ton of girls leagues at the time. So having to travel a lot, play on, on club teams and things like that was, was our life. Like we, we lived in the car, my mom, my dad, like we drove everywhere for tournaments, competitions. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I went to a private school for high school for three years. I went to, it's called the North American hockey Academy called it Naha for short. It was in Stowe, Vermont at the time. They recently have moved a couple years ago, but it was an all girls school. It was um, 40 of us, like two, enough for two hockey teams. And like we had an A, B, an A team, a B team. And we traveled mostly up in like the Northeastern region of the country in Canada, played a bunch of tournaments and, you know, essentially was, we're, we're looking to be recruited for college. So, we very much had a college-like schedule as far as school went. Um, it was a lot of one-on-one schooling at the time. 
I'm not sure if that has changed, you know, since I've, I've left years ago, but, uh, so, you know, the time management pieces, things like that, that get you ready for college and get you ready to play uh, a high level sport. You know, we, we prepared for that at, in our high school uh, years, which was pretty awesome. And then from there, I think it was going into my senior year, I had a few offers from some schools. Um, I think my top five at the time was, was Ohio State was one, University of New Hampshire was another, um, Boston University. I went and visited uh, there. I think I went to BC and just fell in love with Ohio State. I, I, I got to go to a game like they spoiled us yeah. for on our on our visit. So um, but I just fell in love with it. I, I fell in love, you know, with the coaches. I just felt comfortable there. So, you know, I'm, I'm a big Columbus fan now. Like I love I love the city. Anytime I get to go back, it just takes me right back into into those years and I loved it. So, yeah. so with only being 40 girls in high school, are you still pretty close with some of them or what was it pretty catty? Uh, it wasn't catty. Okay. Um, you know, we were just so young and we were from all over the country. We had girls from Alaska. We had girls from Florida, from, you know, up in, we had girls from Canada. So, you know, you're from different parts of the country. You become super, super close to the time and you, you end up going to different colleges and, you know, sometimes some we stay in touch with, some we don't, you know, some some have actually gotten into CrossFit as well. So I hear from them, you know, because they're following along and they're really getting into it. So that's actually kind of a really cool part of it. Um, but the same with college, too. Like, you know, if I get to go back for an alumni weekend and get to see the girls and see what's changed, you know, girls are married, they're having babies and, you know, starting families. And it's just really awesome to see and see the success that they've had. And, you know, that's partly because of where we went and, you know, the school that we went to. Um, but we're from all over the country. So it's, yeah. you know, it's hard to really, really keep in touch. So Paige, when you were growing up, did you have like a youth hockey league or did you have to play with the boys? Did they have just a women's only? How did that work out? Yeah. So here, like when I went to middle school, high school, it was playing with the boys. So it was playing full check hockey and, you know, having to get down and dirty and, you know, growing up, you know, boys, you know, boys were going through their growth spurts and they're getting big and, you know, you're kind of this tiny little peanut out on the ice with them. So having to learn to have some finesse on the ice was super important. So you can kind of dodge those bullets of, you know, getting crushed. <laughs> but um, as I got more and more into it and got more competitive with it, you know, there are, there are club teams and uh, schools that started reaching out. So prep school was an option. Um, I just wasn't really into the whole prep school thing um, at the time, but Naha was very different. It was, you know, you go to school, you wear normal clothes, you, you just have this routine that gets you really, really fit and gets you ready for college. And that's really what I liked about it. And I liked the coaches, um, Bill Driscoll and his son, Jesse, they were, they were huge impacts on my life. Um, but prior to that, to even get to that point was um, I played on team Florida, which, you know, sounds crazy, but we had a club team. Uh, Jane Solverson was the one that ran it. And, you know, that kind of really started things for me as far as, you know, getting to college and getting, you know, looked at and things like that. So um, you have to really put yourself out there. And if it weren't for my mom, 
you know, willing to sacrifice the time of driving and the money that it took to do all of that, like I wouldn't have been able to. Um, so it really did take a lot of sacrifices, but we look back on it and we don't regret a single thing. Yeah. I'm just, I'm bummed where I grew up. There was no youth hockey league for anyone. Um, but I was at the rink every day. I loved ice skating. Really? I, I think That's like awesome. I missed, I missed my calling. I think I could have for been sure. a pretty good hockey player. For sure. Um, well, you were saying you swam. I did. Yeah. Did you swim competitively? Like, is that I something did. that you try to excel in? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I actually swam at Ohio State for just a brief. <laughs> All right. Brief but he's not really an Ohio State fan, so don't let him fool you on that. He's, he's a fake. <laughs> how, wait a minute. How are you not an Ohio State fan and you live in Columbus? That's what I say. Well, I grew up in Pennsylvania, so I'm a Penn State fan. Same here. So All right. <laughs> I mean, so if Penn State had a team when I was like being recruited, the the homegrown factor of that would have really played a part. But um, they didn't have a team at the time, and it wasn't until like two years later that they finally got a women's team. But I still, I still don't regret it. So, <laughs> so my last fan. my last hockey question is: I talked to Carolyn Prevo on Saturday. <laughs> and I told her I was talking to you today. And she said, well, you know, we played against each other when mm -hmm. I was at Wisconsin and she was at Ohio State. And I think yep. she was going to talk some smack about them winning national championships and all that <laughs> <Of> stuff. Course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. They were really, really good. And, I mean, that's that's all there is to it. They were a better team, and they they outplayed us a lot. And they had a great core group of girls. A couple of them are on the – Olympic team right now. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's just, it's cool to look back on those times and see that like, you know, we played against each other for a year or two and we're where we are today. And it's, you know, just a different sport being just as competitive, but, you know, back then you wanted to really beat each other and you didn't have that, you know, that women empowering women kind of feel. And now there's a level of respect where it's like you grow up and you're like, you want to see, your competitors doing well as to, as well. So, um, you know, it's really cool to look back on that and see that I'm not the only hockey player. Um, <clears throat> I've been doing CrossFit now for longer than I've been competing in college. So, you know, I think this is, you know, taking a bit more of my identity, but I'll always look back on, on that and remember that that is, you know, that's where I came from. That's what, what got me to where I am today. And she really didn't talk smack. She was super nice <laughs> about everything yeah. and, and said that like every time she's met you, you're like the nicest person in the world. And yeah. it's cool that you have the common background. And I guess I have one more question. She's working very hard to develop a women's pro hockey league because she thinks that, that females need to have that target that they can do something other than Olympics. Yeah, um, 100%. And, and she's I, um, working very hard with that. And I was just wondering if you had any inclination to jump on board with, with something like that as well. Um, I haven't been like reached out personally by anybody. Um, I definitely think that there is a lot of interest in it. And, you know, I would be happy to, to speak with anyone that is, you know, trying to, to make that happen because back when I was in college and graduating, like, there's not so much to look forward to at the time, except for going overseas and playing, you know, a semi-pro league or something where you still had to work a, a full-time or part-time job um, to do what you love. And if, you know, we can make it so that women have something where they can be drafted into it, um, 
I just think that would be, you know, incredible. And it would, you know, it gives for some that are not fully ready to like go right into, you know, corporate America or, you know, into a, a job where like your job in college was to be a full-time student, but also a full-time student athlete. So mm -hmm. that athlete aspect doesn't just leave immediately. Like some people struggle with that. And I was one of them and trying to fill that void and, you know, having something to look forward to or something to try to, you know, attack after college is super important and, and just, you know, being ready, ready for the real world. Cause I personally wasn't, and you know, it, it took time to, to adjust, to get to even where I am now. So yeah, I definitely, you know, reach out Caroline. I would uh, definitely. Well, they're going to have a pro league this year and it's paid league minimum of like $38,000. And okay. Um, so it's, it's actually like a legit, and she's been working yeah. at this for like 10 years. I'm sure so it's so cool that, that it's come at least this far. Yeah. I know she, she still played after college too. I didn't have any involvement in hockey once I graduated. Um, I did a, a fifth year in college and I, I worked a little bit with Ohio state in during my fifth year. But after that, I, you know, kind of took some time away from it. Well, and I think going back to what you said, like when you're a competitor, I mean, it's just like an innate thing and it's hard to just turn that off um, right. and, and moving. So, so once you finish at Ohio state, then what, where did you go after that? after graduation? Yeah. So I stayed in Columbus for about another year. I worked in a daycare facility, so mm -hmm. I wanted to go to school to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, the way the program worked for Ohio state was you had to go to a post a bachelorette program or a master's program to get your student teaching in. And that was just the flow of how Ohio State's program went at the time. It's changed since then, um, where you can get your student teaching done in your four years. Um, <clears throat> but I got pretty burned out with school and I, I decided to just try to work and, and you know, figure out what I wanted to do from there. And the more I, I worked, the more I realized I don't want to be sitting in a school all day. I just, I, couldn't sit still. I, I needed to be active. Um, so I ended up getting into powerlifting from a friend of mine who I knew him since my freshman year of college, John Downing. And uh, I kind of took that for a ride a little bit. About two or three years, I got competitive with it and went into a USA powerlifting competition that I was just shy of making the Arnold in Columbus. So um, we kind of, it's funny too, because at the time my max deadlift, I think I hit like 290 was like my max deadlift. And to qualify, John was trying to do the math for me. I needed to hit like 360 or 370 for a deadlift. And he's like, let's just go for it. I was like, okay. And when you're like, when you're trying to qualify for something like that, like I really had no experience, but I had so much adrenaline pumping through my veins that like I probably could have hit like 380, 390 at the time. And I was just like blown away by it. Yeah. Um, but in short, I actually ended up just slightly missing the numbers uh, to, to qualify for the Arnold. But I finished 18th out of like 52 girls for my first powerlifting meet. And that was being in a, a weight class that was slightly above what I would be in now. So um that was really kind of the foundation that I got into CrossFit with was having that strong, solid lifting background. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. So you train now with, with misfits, right? That's your mm-hmm. misfit athlete. Um, yep. So how did you get involved with misfits? How did you get in with that programming? So I, when I first started CrossFit, I started in 2015 at CrossFit Vertex and in 2016, I made regionals, uh, very, you know, surprised to make regionals at the time, but, uh, the owner Kalina was doing my programming for me and, you know, just to give me a little bit more than just jumping in classes and doing things on my own, just to give me some guidance. And we ended up becoming really close and uh, taking that into 2017 when I went out to Timberwolf CrossFit to be on a team. She still did programming for me. And, you know, the gym got busy, things started growing and, you know, time is of the essence, you know, trying to prioritize time. So uh, Kalina decided to take a step back from doing that. And I was just kind of like, a lot. I was lost a little bit of like, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to keep pursuing this. And I decided to follow the blog with Misfit. And it was free at the time. Like it was just the competitive blog. And I would submit my scores on the on their Facebook page. And I would just try to compare myself with others, um, not really knowing any of the other like big competitors. And then <clears throat> when I made regionals that year in 2018, I decided that I wanted to sign up for a remote coach with Misfit. So my mom was down with that, helped me pay for that. And um, I got signed up with Gabe Garcia. He's one of like, you know, one of the founders of, of Misfit, one of the, the starters of it. So um, we kind of hit the ground running and I told him I wanted to make the games that year. And he, you know, I'm sure had, you know, every athlete that that comes in, they're like, I want to make the games. I want to do this. I want to do that. And, you know, he didn't really see the potential at the time. And I kind of didn't either. I just knew that I wanted to try and qualify. Mm-hmm. And that year ended up being the year that started everything. Um, you know, my individual career. Mm-hmm. So what, what made you go to the upper Midwest for to Timberwolf? Uh, so Ohio state was part of that. So a teammate of mine, Kelly wild, she was on Timberwolves team for a couple of years. At the end of 2017, we ran into each other at Granite Games. I was there um, competing individually for the first time. And I had never been out there, which it was in St. Cloud at the time, which was also a, a rink that we competed at, a team that we played against, which is just a small world to think about. Um, but shortly after, the, after Granite Games, she reached out and she's like, hey, what are the chances you'd want to come live with me and my family for the year and be on our team? It was the year that it was, a, it was still team of six. So there were three girls, three guys. Um, so just, a, you know, personally, I think it's fate, you know, that that happened, but I was super fortunate for that. My parents, we drove out on new year's Eve. We drove through a, a winter storm getting out to Minnesota. And then for the first day, you know, January 1st, I was out there for the rest of the year. So um, that was that was Ohio State, you know, being yeah, the best. Bringing those connections together, huh? Yeah, absolutely. How, how much did you learn from them? Because Timberwolf is a powerhouse in the team division. Yeah. Uh, they're they're they, always in the mix. Yeah, they always are. Um, they So Andrea Nistler was on the team. Tony Cohen's is the o- owner of Timberwolf at the time. And he was just like, you know, 
he was awesome. I have no, nothing but good things to say about Tony and, and the opportunities he gave us as strangers coming into his gym and, and, you know, making us feel like family. Um, I actually think two of the guys, Roderick and AJ, Anthony Davis, um, are both still out there. So, you know, they, they uprooted their lives as well and, you know, found a home out of, out of, you know, just that one year, um, had a huge impact. And, um, it was, it was awesome. It was a great experience. You know, we all kind of followed different programming at the time, but any team days that we had, like, you know, it has, you have your ups and downs as a team, but ultimately like we were there for one goal and to come out in the top 10 that year, like, I didn't think about it at the time, but it's like, that's really, really, you know, something to bring a bunch of strangers to be on a team and come out in the top 10 and place eighth. Um, so I, I gained a ton of experience that year and, and really kind of found my it factor. So is it, is Anthony ahead. Davis really that nice? Yes. He is a very sweet guy. Super strong. It was fun to watch them, watch him this weekend and, and see the progress he's made. Um, you know, I, I looked at the, the roster for the guy's side and to see him be out in that top 10 is pretty awesome. Unfortunately, he, you know, bumped himself out of that, out of the last chance qualifier, which sucks to see, but that should bring a little bit more fuel to the fire for next year. And just to see that he's on the right track is, is really cool. Mm -hmm. So from playing on competitive teams and then competing, you know, team, how did your mindset change from then competing as an individual? Like, was there more nerves or less nerves as an individual? Um, I actually think that the pressure kind of felt the same. So with Ohio State, um, I was very good on special teams as far as like if we were, you know, playing down a player, we had a penalty and we were five on four. Um, I was very good at like, okay, don't let them score. You're like you're under the pressure of like, okay, you have less people out there. Um, you know, do what it takes to stop them from scoring. And that was always kind of like, I always had that extra grit in those moments and, and found myself like excelling in those moments and making sure that, you know, the four of us that were out there, we did not let them score. Um, and a lot of that, you know, that pressure there and being in <laughs> high pressure situations, I just kind of excel at and competing live and things like that are just, they bring out so much adrenaline and focus and intensity. And it's like that, that just kind of ups my game a little bit. I train alone a lot of the time and I, I find that I really, really thrive in a, in an environment where there's, you know, other girls on the floor. Yeah. And then do you coach still too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I coach, I coach full time as far as uh, the hours that I put in okay. would be, you know, from a normal job would be part-time hours, but in a gym, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. So <laughs> yeah, totally. I, yeah. So I, I put in some, some hours there every week. So I love it. Um, and so you're still training a lot by yourself then? Yeah. All right. So what is, so what does a typical training day look like for you? Uh, each day is a little bit different. So Mondays and Tuesdays, I coach Mondays. I, I coach a pretty spread out schedule. So I don't train on Mondays mm -hmm. just because I'll have an hour and a half to try to get something in. And I really get going and I'm like, okay, now I have to stop and I have to coach again. So yeah. I'd rather just keep my focus on Mondays to coaching. Um, so I can give everyone their best hour of the day. And then Tuesdays I coach a 9am class and a 1215 class. So 
typically I'll get up and I'll make breakfast. I'll go coach and I'll do something in between. Excuse me. I usually do like a machine piece or a monostructural piece just because it doesn't take as much for me to, you know, focus on warming up and hitting any rehab or prehab exercises that I need to do. Um, and then I'll go home, I'll eat lunch after the 12:15, and then I'll do some more training later in the day. So a, a lift, a Metcon, a skill piece, um, those kinds of things will come in the second half of the day. And then Wednesdays I'm off. So this morning I did a longer zone two piece and then I'll eat some lunch after this podcast mm-hmm. and then I'll probably get into the, to some more training later in the day. Um, Thursdays are rest days. I try to prioritize some recovery. So, uh, my physical therapist also has an infrared sauna. So I'll try to do the sauna session. I'll try to get a PT session while I'm there and get some dry needling done. Um, and then see the chiropractor and just kind of take it easy. Um, usually I'll do another zone two piece on Thursdays and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, are kind of the heavy training days as far as like, I have more time to focus on it. I don't have to shift my attention so much with coaching. Um, although I do coach on those days as well, but Sundays are kind of meant for just me, which is nice. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you like dry needling? I love it. I love it. it. Awesome. I, I love it. I have nothing but good things to say about it. Everyone that like comes and they have an issue. I'm like, just go try it. You know, if you really have a nagging injury and you can't seem to figure out something that works for it, try try getting some needles. So I I work with a guy, his name is John Salva. He owns his own uh, physical therapy business and we have been doing it for about four or five years now. And, you know, he's just like, you know, a friend at this point and just having a good relationship with someone who knows what you do and the you know, the things that you put your body through, like I am forever grateful for that to have someone who has to, to have access to it. Yeah. I, uh, I go to Christy O'Connell's gym and her okay. PT person stays at the gym and then you can buy her services for the That's rest awesome. of the day. It is. That's awesome. So cool. I've yeah. Been, I, ne- I never realized sure. how much relief you can get from that. Yeah, I know more people need to try it. I really, really do think so. Even if you're like, eh, needles, it's still worth it. <laughs> yeah. Do you work with a nutrition coach to, to, for I do. fuel? Okay. Yep. So do you guys know who Meredith Root is? Mm-hmm. Meredith used to compete in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she stopped last year or two years ago, but uh, I work with her with uh, part of their company, Tactic Nutrition. So mm-hmm. uh, Alex has also been a little helpful for me in, in times that, you know, Meredith might be away or is, you know, out for a bike ride or, you know, doing some extra work. So uh, as far as competing, like all weekend long at semifinals, all weekend long during quarterfinals, like she, I've had, you know, 100% access to her and her time, which has been super helpful. Um, But I signed up with them back in November and I have had nothing but great, you know, progress and have seen great changes. And I would highly recommend them to anybody. Well, I was listening to uh, one of your other podcasts that you did with Misfit Gang um, and, you know, kind of just chatting about how, you know, 2020 was rough for for a lot of us, you know, 
um, especially with trying to train and, and doing all that at home. And then you talk about that there was kind of this shift that happened. Um, and a lot of that had to do with your personal life and with your um, with your boyfriend. And and since that shift, you know, we've seen that you were uh, 12th into the quarterfinals in North America. And now you're ninth. And then you go to um, syndicate and now you've you've punched your your ticket this year. Um, so talk a little bit about some of that that shift that's happened in your life. Yeah. So Ben and I have been together. My boyfriend have been together almost like 20 months now. Um, we've been talking for almost two years, really. But uh, that has been, you know, the best thing that's happened to me is, um, you know, talking with him was the best decision I ever made. But uh, it, he came out of out here to Scranton because of COVID. So he actually worked at Scott Panchik's gym out in Mentality, mm -hmm. out in Menor, Ohio. And um, he was there full time as their manager and coach as well. And then when COVID hit, he was looking for something that, you know, could be a little bit more fi financially stable, a little bit less risk. And he's an engineer through school. So he went to Case out in mm -hmm. Cleveland as well. Um, so he got a job here with Procter & Gamble, P&G, mm -hmm. who, you know, they make all of your toiletry products, all that <laughs> stuff, you know, uh, toilet paper, bounty, all that stuff. Um, so he got a job with them, which one of their plants is about 40 minutes from where we live. And he came to the gym and, you know, that was that. So it actually took a while for us to really talk and meet. He came, I think, in June and we really didn't talk until September just because his schedule was so different than mine um, and we didn't see each other. Um, so, yeah, he was one of the best changes I have ever had. And um, he is a huge reason why I have had so much success going forward. Um so 2020 COVID, you know, the online games, and then 2021 was uh, still kind of going through the COVID stuff. Mm -hmm. So my semifinal, I decided to do online. I actually chose Atlas Games as my first choice. And being 12th in North America, I think that was why I got it. I, I took a risk there, knowing that I'm a better competitor, being on the floor, being live. Um, so I took a risk because my open went well, my quarterfinals went well. And I was like, okay, let's see if, if this is really going to hold true. And then I was a hot mess <laughs> in my, in my semifinal. So Atlas games being online, not knowing other girls scores like that really, really impacted me mentally. And I just, you know, I didn't have a great outcome. Not that I had a bad one either, but you know, looking at the leaderboard and looking at things that could have happened um, should I have hit one more snatch in the uh, one workout? Like that was it. That was the the piece that I missed. And um, so it's just little things like that. And that was a lot of fuel to my fire for this coming year. And I kind of reevaluated of whether or not I wanted to do, whether or not I wanted to com compete competitively. And um, Ben and I decided to to give it another year and really go all in. And he was, you know, fully on board with that and fully supportive of that. And we are living together now. So we've been living together for almost a year, over a year now, actually. Um, so that was a decision that, you know, came from the two of us. And without his support, um, I wouldn't have been able to, to make the changes that I have. And nutrition was a big one and working with 
uh, Meredith and tactic and just having those, those small little uh, hab habit changes, you know, journaling, making sure I'm getting to bed on time, eating well, um, all of those things have played, played a factor and, you know, just kind of that compound effect of, of everything, you know, kind of happens and you don't see success for a while. And all of a sudden it kind of just shoots up and you're like, Oh shit. Okay. So all those little things matter. <laughs> really, really working. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just as the sport evolves, like the programming evolves. So misfit, you know, they continue to find things that work and things that don't work and they continue to change the, what they're programming and, um, you know, really putting an emphasis on warming up and cooling down and, you know, doing all those little things that, you know, they're annoying and they, they're a pain in the ass. But if you really, really take the time to do them, you see benefit from it. So I can't emphasize that enough. Like, warming up, cooling down, zone two work, like all that stuff has been a huge, huge reason that, you know, I've, I've seen some great changes. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to backtrack just a little bit mm -hmm. uh, to Ben. So we know there was a connection. How did that <laughs> connection come about? Like, how did you know each other existed? So he, when he first moved to the gym, there were a couple of times that he came to a class that I would coach um, when he first moved to Pennsylvania, his, he was on like shift, shift work. So he would be like a day shift for a couple of days and he'd have to go to night shift. Like his schedule was wild. I don't know how he, he functions half the time. Uh, since then he's gotten a new job, but, um, we had a kickball tournament at our gym and it was an all day thing. And everyone was out in the parking lot where we everyone was having a blast. And Ben actually worked that day. So he didn't get there till later in the evening. And I had a few beverages at the time. I won't lie. <laughs> so I was feeling really, really good. I had a girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, we just hit it off in the, in the evening. He, uh, you know, we just started talking and we were talking in the parking lot for so long. And, um, I was actually going to, a friend's house to the owner Kalina's house. And she lives five minutes from the gym and Ben was driving home and he ended up going to Wegmans to grocery shop until he got a text message to, to come over and hang out for a little bit. So then Kalina, her husband, Joe, Ben and I, we stayed up talking for a couple hours late in the, late in the night. And I ended up falling asleep on the couch and not saying goodnight to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just a long day. Um, but then the next morning we, I messaged him and I was like, I'm so sorry. I fell asleep on you guys. And, uh, you know, we went out, we planned a dinner date from there and then it just blossomed. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love, I love those stories. He's a rom-com. Yeah. So. Found love through kickball. <laughs> no, Ben, Ben. Yeah. He is, a uh, quite the romantic too. <laughs> Well, we're, we're going to have to have you back on because we do couple shows. All right. He can definitely, he'd be in totally. Yeah, so, for sure. So I didn't get to be in person at the syndicate, but you know, Scott definitely was there, but the thing I've heard him say the most about your performance was just how consistent that you were. Mm -hmm. So how did you feel about what, what, first of all, tell us about how your experience was there, the workout. <laughs> and then did you also feel, man, I'm feel, I'm really consistent this weekend. Yeah. So my goal going into the weekend was do your best to be in the top five for every event. And you know that you're going to podium in the top five. Mm 
Um, so not quite how it played out, but you know, I couldn't, you know, second best is to be top 10 in every event. And, uh, I think I had three eighth place finishes and then three top five finishes. Um, so I just, the biggest thing for me was going in with confidence and knowing that, you know, placing ninth in semi or in quarterfinals, you know, you're on a clean slate now. Everyone's had a couple months to prepare for semis, but you still have the confidence of like, okay, you're going in as a threat and you need to compete that way. But also knowing there will be girls who might come out of the woodwork that, you know, you don't even know their names that, you know, are coming in and, you know, that, that happened that weekend. And, you know, Gabby McClellan had a solid, solid performance that weekend, um, just kind of slipped up on the last day. And I knew that if I can just hold steady throughout the entire weekend that I was going to come out on top. So I, I went in with confidence. I went in feeling really, really good about the weekend and, and feeling like I could qualify and I knew I belonged there. What's great about your performance there is that it was so consistent. You felt like you were firmly planted in that top five as a spectator. Um, but with only six events, it, it can be skewed really quickly. Right. Yeah. If you, so, you know, look at Christy Air or Christy O'Connell, she, you know, really, really had to fight to come back after day one. And, you know, that's her games experience comes into play there, but also she is just a gritty athlete and she knew exactly what she had to do. And she just did her best to do that. And you could tell. Well, I would say you're a gritty athlete. Um, <laughs> you remind me a lot of like an early Tia. Like you just go about your business in that gritty way. There's nothing flashy. Right. You're just getting the job done. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of that, I'm not like, I don't have a huge social media following. Like my being on my phone is not part of the job for me. Like if, you know, people want to follow me, it's because they're, you know, they're truly a fan or they're truly a friend of mine. And um, I, I, that's not the important stuff. And I think for some that can easily be a distraction and a lot of people can find, you know, their self-worth in it. And I just, I've learned the importance of the people around me and the people who I'm with here at home are who matter. And they're the ones that are there with me at the competition or cheering from back home. And they're the ones that, that that's what matters for me. So going in and just getting the job done, not, you know, having to doll up and, you know, look the part, <laughs> you know, it's that that's not important to me. And, you know, maybe part of it should be, but it's not what makes me the athlete that I am. And it's not something that like, I think I feel like I need to change. Yeah. If you're like a true fan of hockey, let, let like a one, nothing score is awesome. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's, that's what you are. You're just, Thanks. you're grinding the, on the boards. <laughs> you're fighting for the puck. You're doing everything you can and you get the job done. The flashiest thing about you is your mom's t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> That is, that is accurate. She <laughs> definitely appreciate that. She's the every, best. Every oh, time she'd her. walk by, you'd see the, the, you know, bedazzled Paige's mom. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> she uh, actually, it's funny because that's, you know, 
she'll go up to people. She'll go, I'm Paige's mom. And that's it. Like, she won't even say her first name. Like, mom, you have a name. <laughs> you have a sibling? He's funny. I have an older brother. Yeah. Okay. He is going to be, let's see, I'm going to be 31. He'll be 34 okay. uh, this year. He is a state trooper. Okay. So, yeah. So he's, he's busy with his job. Right. That's for yeah. sure. But yeah, he lives here as well. So my parents and my brother, my brother lives with his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. um, they live down in Pittston and I live about 23, 25 minutes away up in Oliphant, closer to the gym that I coach at. Yeah. Um, but my mom comes and does CrossFit up here as well. So love that. Yeah. That's awesome. yeah. My brother does CrossFit as well. He goes to a gym closer to home for him. Uh, NEPA CrossFit, which is actually where I used to coach as well. Um, I'm no longer there, but I still have a ton of friends and support from those guys as well. So that's uh, definitely part of the part of my story is, is you know, being at NEPA. And, um, but yeah, my brother does. My brother used to be really, really competitive with CrossFit, but being a trooper kind of takes over your life. So, yeah. But yeah. So this, your relationship with your mom seems so tight. And, and as a, as a self-proclaimed mama's boy, like I appreciate that so much. <laughs> yeah. And well, my mom like has said, been to everything I've ever done. Yeah. So like I said earlier, my mom was the one that drove me two hours just for a 60 minute hockey practice and then two hours home. So like we lived in the car and we lived at hockey rinks and um, not that my dad wasn't super supportive. He just, he worked more jobs and was constantly busy. So um, my mom was the one that, you know, kind of took the reins as far as making sure that I got to where I needed to be. And she always has always, always supported me. Um, and you know, she is a huge reason of where I am today and why I get to do what I do. And, you know, to this day, she still supports it. Like if there's a, a local CrossFit competition, mm -hmm. she's like, all right, what time, where do we have to go? Like, she loves it. I love that too. I'm, I'm sorry, Amy. How cool was it that at the syndicate they had that little family area yes. in the in the end zone? So your mom is sitting there waiting for you at every the finish time. line every time. Every time she was awesome. And then on the last day, they let more people go back there. So we had um, let's see, one, two, three, four, like five or six people come from here, from where I live. Uh, from the gym came to watch all weekend long. So that last event, the last day, um, they got to be right there. So that was super, super cool. And just a, a really awesome moment um, to have your people there to, to celebrate with and to know that like, you know, you just qualified again for the CrossFit Games. So it's a very, you know, chilling moment. What's funny is the Mac actually learned from that. And the next weekend, they let everybody down the whole yep. weekend because <laughs> it made for better awesome. TV. It did. It did. And, you know, it, it was kind of crazy. Like, I would have thought that, you know, there'd be more fans in the stands. But um, and not that that, like, really matters to me. I just love being out on that floor no matter what. You get the loud music. You get the commentating going. Um, you really can get in the zone. But I was surprised that there weren't a ton of seats filled. But. Yeah, it was a, it was an an odd arena because mm -hmm. they were so far up off the floor, and there were so many seats that you could spread out. Yeah, right. And so it made it. I, I think uh, it made it look worse than it was. Right, but getting to fill in that back area at the finish line was 
that was awesome. That's a really cool, cool feeling. And you can just feel the energy from that. Yeah. Well, I was just going to add that I loved your post when you were talking about both of your parents, you know, always supporting you and all that. And I was, and you said, you know, even at 30 years old, and I was giggling to myself because I'm 43 and I play in a beer volleyball league and my parents will still show up sometimes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. I'm sure they're there wanting to tailgate and yeah. hang out. Yeah. Listen, yeah. my parents are the same way. If you yeah. tell my mom like, hey, we got a cooler in the trunk. Let's go hang out in the parking lot. Yeah game she's all she's all for it so they they enjoy it they have a ton of fun with it and i you know again super grateful super super thankful for what they do and you know same with my brother like he's 34 he'll you know they support him the same exact way um so it's really awesome so how did you celebrate after that weekend uh we went to shit what's it called we went to a barbecue place, mm-hmm. I think Calhoun's maybe. Okay. Um, I don't remember if that's the name. I think it is. But it was just uh, the whole group of uh, friends that came down for the weekend. And then all of our Misfit crew. Um, what was really cool this year was um, the our, our guys from Misfit. Like I had my coach there, Gabe. Um, so he came for the weekend, but nobody else was able to come down because – uh, Drew, the head coach of Misfit, the head owner, he had his athlete, Luca Ducic, out at uh, CrossFit Lowland. So a group of them went out there. I think uh, Matt Sherb had his athlete as well, uh, Holly. So those guys were already away for the same weekend. And uh, the media guy, Ted, he also went with them. But he ended up uh, working out to get uh, a videographer and a photographer here at Syndicate which I thought was really, really cool. And that, you know, I kind of got to get my my journey that weekend documented. So I was really happy and thankful about that. But um, so those guys came with us as well. And then I don't know if you guys know Ty Randall. He does a ton of photography for CrossFit. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. He's also, he's also a friend of ours. My mom became really good friends <laughs> with him just through, through events like this. And uh, he came and had dinner with us as well. And then... Um, we, I had a glass of champagne, just one. I really wasn't in the mood for much more. <laughs> and then, uh, we went and got some ice cream too. So that was pretty, yeah. They're um, in Knoxville. What's up? You got the ice cream in Knoxville. Yeah. We were downtown. I also forget the name of that place. Um, the girls were all dressed up in their outfits though. It was kind of cute. I think you yeah, might yeah. know. It was the, we like downtown. the soft serve. Yeah. Uh, something yeah. bar. It's a farm. Yes. I forget yeah. what it was called though. Yeah, um, my wife and I went there. Good. Yeah, it was good. We, we had a great time. My parents and I and Ben, we stayed at an Airbnb together mm-hmm. and uh, normally I wouldn't want to stay with my parents on a weekend like this, but over time you kind of grow up and you know, you respect your parents, they respect you and my mom and dad are super laid back. So it's just, you know, it's just like being at home. Like it it just felt super comfortable. And that's, you know, part of having a successful weekend is having that comfort level there. Um, But it was super, super easy, super laid back. And we just enjoyed the time there. So even the, the moments where I wasn't competing and we were just at the Airbnb, like, you know, you get your mind off of CrossFit, you put a movie on and you just hang out. And I, you know, that's a big part for me is, is just having that comfort out 
outside of the venue and getting away from that stress. Yeah, because you need the mental break too. I mean, not only do you need a physical break, but you need that mental break from CrossFit right. And, right. and training. So yeah, go ahead, Scott. Sorry. I, f- I found some of your merchandise online. Agents. What is what does burn it down mean? I got it on. Um, so that was just a theme that uh, Drew created for our semifinals this year was operate, you know, going into operation semifinals mission is to burn it down and just go in and give your best and really just bring that fire into semifinals. And, um, you know, it, when we get to sell shirts like this and get kind of, you know, you make that big deal out of it, like people go crazy for it. And it's such an awesome feeling. Um, our, you know, the, the lady that does our stuff, we call her jabs. Her name is Jen. Um, but she would randomly text me and be like, your shirts are selling off the racks and you are killing it. So keep it up. And it's, it's part of what pays for our trip. And it's, it's a reason that, you know, we can make this as, you know, less stressful as possible. Um, so it's just, you know, Drew is super creative with the stuff that he comes up with and they, you know, Misfit Athletics, Sharpen the Axe, it's the same owners. Uh, it's their apparel company. And, they put out some really awesome stuff. So if you haven't been on Sharpen the Axe, you got to go. It's it's awesome. Yeah. I yeah, that. I might have to buy those uh, the wrist wrap the wristbands. Oh, they're great. Put it down on it. Yeah, they're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. So how has your uh, training since then amped up? Actually, today this week is really kind of my first uh, week really ramping it back up. So I took the last two weeks kind of chill out. I actually took four full days off after uh, the syndicate. The The Monday after we actually drove home, it was like a 10 hour drive home. So, um, but it was with my mom and dad. And then, uh, we were pretty snug in the car. Yeah. <laughs> but we, I really like driving when we can, because you can bring so much stuff and not have to pay for baggage and luggage and all that shit. So, um, and again, just growing up, like driving everywhere for hockey, it's just kind of, it's kind of a comfort for us. Like I'd rather drive to Madison this coming year than, than fly. So I can bring whatever I need to. Um, I did that last year as well. So like I'll drive out, my parents will fly out and then I'll fly home and they'll drive the car home. So that's a sweet that's deal. A little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I actually took four full days off, which is the most I've actually fully taken off from any CrossFit or any fitness really in general. So I really gave my body some TLC these last two weeks and uh, had some fun. I did Murph with the gym, um, was sore for a few days from that because, you know, it's been a while since I wore a vest or mm-hmm. but I broke it up and just had fun with it and had fun with the community again. And then last week jumped in class a couple times to just to, you know, get back in, in the groove and start moving my body again. Um, and then Ben and I took a little beach trip this past weekend just to soak up some sun before we dive right back into training. So, um, I'm pretty much in the gym every single day through games training because Sundays are an easy day to get a lot done. So that, that keeps me in the gym every single day. So we really don't get much of a break. So I try to get it in when we can. Um, Do you think you could have taken that break had you not been the first semi? 
No. Mm -mm. No, like going into Atlas games this weekend, like it's going to be a pretty quick turnaround for those that do qualify, but it's super, like I, like me and Gabe, my coach, like we know how my body works at this point and we know how I deal with volume and, and heavy training. So like, even after something like Atlas games, I would have to take a couple of days off just cause you know, I'm 30 now. Like that's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've just learned over time that, you know, if I try to rush back into something, it's going to hurt me more than help me. So um, yeah, no, I would be feeling, I'd be feeling the pressure to want to get back into it. And again, that would make me want to rush, rush things more so than not. So, but yeah, I, it's nice getting to relax for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think it's quite the advantage for you guys who did week one. Yeah. Because you do have a little more time to kind of set up your schedule and be yep. right going in. Right. I actually put, so they still sent out a survey uh, if you had any restrictions or anything like that. And they didn't ask you like what level, like what order you'd put your preferences in, but I wrote it down anyway. And I actually said, I wanted Atlas games first. And then they're like, no, you can do the first weekend. I was like, <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> and now so, that you, it worked out. Yeah. And now that you've made it and really, I got it. Like that was a stacked field and was, there were some big surprises. Yeah. What surprised you? Um, Gabby, of course. Yeah. Jumping up in there. Um, Ariel not making it. Yeah. Um, that, I agree. You I know, mean, it's, it's, you just never know. Like the, the field is just getting so competitive and it's anything could happen. Like look at the men's side with Will Morad, you know, that last event in 81 it just, it points my yeah. blows my mind. It's crazy. So yeah, and I and I a lot of exciting things to watch. That has to be a huge confidence builder for you that you were you were firmly in that top five all weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I think I I think I went into day two and sixth, but other than that, I don't I don't even remember. I don't like it doesn't matter. Right. The thing that matters is like you're in the top five and now it scores reset and you get ready for the games. So so you said when you were doing the Atlas games online that you, you know, you weren't really able to see the other people score and you thought that hurt you. Are you an athlete that are you looking at the leaderboard like at syndicate or are you having somebody else do that for you? Um, I don't really pay attention to the numbers very much. Yeah. Like I'll just look at the the leaderboard and it's funny because I'll be like, oh, my God, I need to do so well in this next event to get so and so score. And Ben's like, no, really, you just need to get like two places higher. I'm like, how do you know these things? Right. Like, I just I don't pay attention enough to the numbers, but Ben does and Gabe yeah. does. And they're very analytical with that. So I'm like, OK, I don't have to stress about that stuff. And that's great. I don't want to stress about it. Like I, the less decisions and things that I need to focus on at a competition, the better. Mm -hmm. I also read um, somewhere and I'm going to go completely off track here, but that if you could have an unlimited supply of anything, you said you would want puppies. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Are you a dog mom? I am not currently a dog mom. I have two cats. They're over here on the couch sleeping. So I won't disturb them. Yeah. Um, I've had them since, since college though. So 
Um, but when I first moved back home to Pennsylvania, they I lived at home with my parents for a while and they had to have a separate floor from our dog, Hammer, because he is a big 90 pound pit bull. He's 10 years old, but he acts like a puppy okay. all the time. Um, and he is just a little too rough and they're too scared of him. So um, Ben and I have talked about when would be the right time for us to get our own puppy. Um, so it's in the works, but not really. So we just haven't fully decided when is a good time yet. Um, competing and traveling too much right now, just yeah. it, it's not ideal. So, um, but I get my my fill of of my puppy friends every single day. So the owner has two two dogs, two pit bulls. Like we're very very much advocates, and we love our rescues. Yeah. Um, so I definitely you know I get my 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 friendship time with those guys all the time at the gym. Awesome. But yes. I would definitely take some puppies. <laughs> There's nothing better than coming home from being away for three weeks of semifinals and your dog just wanting to be all over you. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's the best. Even my, like my cats, they, they're super cuddly. So, um, they sleep on me every night. Like they spoon in between both of my arms. So like Ben has to have his own side of the bed because they just want to cuddle up all the time. So yeah, it's a good feeling. So I know we're coming up close to an hour, but I do have another question for you about training that I'm curious about. So for us regular athletes that just train one hour a day or, or whatnot, and maybe do local comps and things like that, one thing that a lot of us in, I would say, this area don't train is swimming just because, you know, we don't really have access to that. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you incorporate swimming and when do you incorporate? Are you year long swimming indoors, outdoors? How's that work? Um, I probably should be more of year round just because it's something that like, if you're not practicing it and you're not getting in the water, you can kind of, you know, it takes some while to condition back into it. Um, someone like Tia, who's pretty much been a fish since she's a baby, you know, living in Australia and being super active, like it comes pretty easy for someone like that. Or, um, you know, other misfits, Kenzie Riley, China Cho, they were swimmers in college. So you know, they, they don't need to do it as much, but, um, going into Wadapalooza, <clears throat> we, uh, we, I have a, we have a, a 14 year old that is pending videos going to qualify for the CrossFit games. They're still waiting on, you know, f the finality of all of that. And, um, but it's another Sabatini. So I've been to the games, with the Sabatini now for quite a while <laughs> and, um, leading into Wadapalooza, we swam quite often. And it was, you know, her getting comfortable in the water because she's never been and me really, really trying to, you know, start to rack up some volume there. But um, we have an awesome, awesome swim coach, uh, a friend of ours, and she goes to the gym. Her name is Beth Cholish. And um, she coaches a club team out of Marywood University. Uh, it's the, the Pacer Swim Club. So we get to get in the water with her, you know, teens and her young athletes. And she'll write up a workout for us and she'll give us an hour in the water, you know, once, twice, three times a week if we need it. Um, and she has been nothing but a blessing as far as, you know, getting comfortable being in the water. So we are over at Marywood University, which, you know, starting up this week, we're gonna start really ramping up some swim time and, um, the Sabatinis have 
their aunt and uncle have a lake house out at one of the local lakes. So we'll start to get some open water in as well. Um, but we're actually pretty, pretty lucky, uh, pretty fortunate to have access to yeah. a pool and to the lake. So, and to actually have eyes on us and, and really kind of help us out there. So normally if I would go swimming by myself at like the YMCA, I would, you know, do a couple laps. You're like, okay, I'm warm. What are we doing today? All right, let's practice 100 meter repeats. And it's like, no, swim workouts are, are hard. They, there's a lot more to it than just, you know, swimming back and forth and swimming laps. So um, I, I learn a ton every time I go and I just get more and more comfortable getting in the water. <clears throat> and I, I, I don't love it. I'm not great at it, but it's not something where I'm intimidated by it anymore. So like being at Wadapalooza, seeing a swim event pop up, I was actually more nervous about rowing than I was about swimming. So um, it's definitely becoming, you know, something that I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable with. And I think after this year, you know, it's only going to get better. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. when you're, when you're back in Columbus, what's the one place you have to visit? Ooh, have you ever been to Starliner Diner? It's out in Hilliard, I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Cuban restaurant. Um, so really good. Love that place. Yeah. Really kind of a hole in the wall. So that's, that's a go-to. Um, but just, I, I, I love visiting campus and, you know, football game days were the absolute most fun. Um, yes, they are. To go to, yeah. We didn't get to go to like too many games, but our, so the men's hockey arena is kind of down the street from mm -hmm. the shoe, but the women's arena is right at St. John's arena. So it's right there. Yeah. So we were the school sessions. We would just like pop our head out of the locker room and just see everything going on, like those pep rallies. Um, so they were a ton of fun. So, yeah, I definitely have to go back and, and get on campus and just, you know, revisit. Absolutely. Nostalgia. Yeah. Absolutely. And you said, Amy, you said you have a, a son? Yeah, I have a, my son just finished his freshman year there. Nice. Um, That's awesome. What, yep. you, what? what is he planning on studying? Do you know? Well, he started with um, thinking about maybe athletic training and now I think moving more into business, but. Um, okay. Yeah. So, you know, still figuring awesome. things out. Yeah. I would say do it, do it in the, the first year or two, because it's <laughs> otherwise you're stuck or you're changing majors and having to take a lot more time in school. Yeah. And how are you supposed to know at 18 what you really want to do? I don't. Yeah. I didn't know either. <laughs> I, didn't. I really didn't. I was too naive and I, I wish I could go back and change that, but yeah. I also don't because then I wouldn't be here. So right. yeah, I didn't figure it out till 49. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. I, I still feel like I, I know that like, I, I don't think I'll coach the rest of my life. I'm, I'm not really sure. Like, I'm not sure which direction I want to go in. And I, I'm not someone who can, you know, some people are great at multitasking, can work a full-time job, can go to school, can do all these things. But like, I'm the kind of person that wants to do or needs to do one thing and do it really, really well. Mm -hmm. And right now for me, that's competing. So, um, I, you know, I, I'm 30 and I, I'm not really sure what I want to do with the rest of my life, but I feel like I still have some time to figure that out. And all you have to worry about is right now anyways. Yeah. So there's something beautiful, yeah. beautiful about living in the present. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
It's kind of where I am. Yep. Well, we're so excited to watch you um, in Madison and wish you the best of luck um, on your continued training and on your performance in Madison. And thank, thank, you. You. thank you very much. We hope you burn it down. Yes, <laughs> that's the plan. <laughs> that is going to be the theme of, of training, that's for sure. I appreciate you guys for having me on as well. So thanks for reaching out. I'm glad you did. Absolutely, yeah. yeah thanks thanks so much. All right. All right, we'll see ya. All right, bye guys. Bye.